0: The galaxy is burning, brother fights brother, and treason splits the Imperium of Man. This is the Horus Heresy. Whether you're a warrior of the Legionis Astartes, an adept of the Mechanicum, or a mortal in a galaxy of madness, you'll find your place here. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat, broadcasting deep within the bowels of the vengeful spirit. you. We're just doing it
1: live. here. What? Oh, you're just doing it practice. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yep. So. No. Nothing? No. Nothing. nothing?
0: No. How about now? No. Nope. I, I can't nope. start to hear you. Test one, two. There we go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ah, okay. uh, there. Ah.
2: You're.
0: Hello and welcome to the Remember to Treat a 30K Podcast live at Nova Open 2018, up in the Nova Open Foundation Lounge. Woo! Uh, Yay! All right. Uh, all right.
3: And the crowd goes so. mild. Right?
0: <laughs> First day. At the opening salvo and centurion for thirty K. How did you guys do today?
4: Pretty good. Pretty Feels exceptionally. Good. I can't complain.
5: Killed a Primarch. I'm good to go.
3: Nice.
4: Did you?
5: Yeah.
3: Who want who kill? kill?
5: I I killed Sanguinius with a bunch of Justarin, but Oh so he killed, so he, killed he
3: killed Horace, uh, but the Justini the Just Aron, uh, avenged him.
6: Oh yeah. I mean, that still sounds like heresy over.
4: Yeah.
5: And I won by points.
6: so you know, Oh, still yeah. Okay. Uh, heresy the, the not Moral over. victory. Uh, <laughs> Abaddon's okay. in charge now, and he's oh. keeping the armor, that weird sea green. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: That was a poor choice.
6: How different would the future be just
3: Sanguineus had punked Horus?
4: <laughs> Before he got all jacked up on demon steroids.
3: Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, uh, you know what? I feel like you're going to be an asshole later.
4: <laughs> Done. Yep. All
0: right. So today we've got a few giveaways up here. So if get your drinks over at the bar, get some raffle tickets, and we got some fun giveaways. Um, let's see what else we got going on. We have a fun uh, heresy grad school yeah. debate. Debate. Yeah.
5: Yep. Snack versus the Astartes. Yeah. And I think we got everybody kind of chiming in on that one. So yep. yeah. Yeah.
0: It'd be great. So we'll do our first raffle draw at 6 o'clock, which gives us about 20 minutes. Do you guys want to go ahead and get into this uh, debate right now? Yeah. We'll, go with it?
3: well, 20 minutes uh Yeah, I mean, I guess. I don't know. I, I just work here.
5: Yeah, <laughs> don't worry. Just chime in. All right. Yeah, so uh, the, the debate we're doing is mo- mostly going to be uh, Jason and Dave. Yeah, think yeah. of us
4: like team captains.
5: Yeah. I'm team,
1: team emperor as a tool bag. Should we... um? Should we tell people who we are, since they might not know? Like, That's true. Uh, give, a, give them a little intro on uh, Heresy Grad School and the Remembrancers Retreat That's a good general. idea. Yeah. Oh. Jesse, you want to okay. let people oh. know what the oh, Remembrancers okay. Retreat is, other yeah. than yeah. Un- unpronounceable for most people? The Remembrancers
0: Retreat. The Remembrancers Retreat. Remember.
1: It's really not that hard. <laughs> remembrancers
3: Retreat. Just say it real slow, y'all. Sure. Hey, you just so, got to get over that M and then the, the, the BR podcasts. right after it.
0: And uh, yeah, just a bunch of guys who enjoy the hobby, enjoy gaming, and we decided, yeah, why not? Let's have a fun podcast. And so
1: yeah, here we are. Yeah, we are, we're, I think we're probably like an outgrowth of the uh, the RBA 30K community that uh, mm-hmm. really Will and uh, and Jared and Jesse and everyone around the table really kind of has been building for a long time. And then... About a year ago, right after Nova, I think we we said, "Hey, man, let's let's do a podcast." Yeah,
0: and then come around November, we yeah posted our first episode, and here yep. we are.
1: Here we are, man. Uh, we're on iTunes. Uh, we are on SoundCloud. We're on Google. We're on uh, every everything's on Google. Yeah,
5: well, no. no. it's, well, no, it's the internet. No, we specifically Google. on Google.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, so so what we talk we talk about is uh, obviously the Horse Heresy, which is Warhammer Thirty K. Um, And we do a lot of different segments.
0: We even have specialist games like Battlefleet Gothic. Yeah,
1: Yeah, Battlefleet Heresy. Battlefleet
6: Gothic, probably some Adaptus Titanicus, now that that's Uh, out, uh, 30K Sphere. I've already got one of my uh, titans painted. And what's that titan's name? Uh, Aaliyah Ferrum Volvant. Which oh, is the Iron Dice. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> it's good. And I just bought some Iron Dice down at the, uh, the Forge World booth. So. Ah. They I hold officially...
3: the weight
1: of destiny. Oh, Dude,
6: they do. They they're heavy with authority. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. But um, I think what, what Jason and I do really on uh, Remembrancers Retreat is a uh, deep dive into the lore of the black books, right? So, specifically, the, the heresy black books that Forge World puts out. Uh, what are we up to, Book 7, Inferno, and yeah. Book 8, uh, Malevolence. Malevolence, is coming out pretty soon. Everyone's stoked for that. Hopefully we get it before... <laughs> Except Jesse. ...December, right? Yeah,
3: Jesse's not that's, so, that's so stoked about That's when it's supposed it. to yeah. be out. It'll
6: be <laughs> still, still no Dark Angels. 2025, Dark Angels. <laughs> and we're waiting on those transfers, too. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh, what, what are we doing tonight? For grad school, we're going to do a debate that Jason and I have been having kind of offline for... Uh, for forever. As long as we've been friends. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. So this is, this is the quintessential debate that we've been having. Uh, and we're going to have it with you guys here, uh, in the lounge. And then anybody who wants to chime in, if you have, uh, you know, diehard, uh, feelings about the subject and, uh, you know, you're more than welcome to come up here and, and let us know, uh, you know, where you weigh in, how you, how you weigh in on this. So.
3: If there's anything that we can count on about yeah. nerds, it's that they have really hard opinions Yeah, absolutely. Things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This might be your only chance to voice them. All right, so... Uh,
5: Pat's moderating? Yeah, I'm moderating. I'm, I'm Pat. I'm normally the guy that's super, super behind the scenes, a.k.a. I, I barely do anything.
4: Yeah, I mean, this is kind of a storied occasion, though, Pat, because you don't have the opportunity to come on and speak with us all that often. This is true. You do all the stuff behind the scenes. Well,
5: some of the stuff. Jesse does most of the stuff. Yeah, (laughs) You're
4: like, uh, for Heresy Grad School, you're like our uh, agent and moderator and producer, all rolled into one. Lexiconum, uh, aficionado. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I try. Yep. So, we're glad to have you on moderating for us tonight. We're glad to be here.
5: So, yeah, what we're talking about is, at least the question, is would the Emperor have been more successful using the Mechanicum or the Astartes to complete his vision of humanity?
1: So um, i leave it to you you guys. uh, Who wants to go first? So this is a classic debate format. Uh, Pat I think uh, Pat as the moderator is gonna is gonna keep us on time and keep us on schedule mm-hmm. uh, classic debate format for those of you uh, dorks who went to uh, private school or participated in the debate club um, <laughs> Nerds. We're, we're gonna follow that and uh, so I think opening arguments Jason or what Pat were they five ten minutes five minutes five minutes all right five minutes So Jason and I have five minutes to make our opening arguments either in defense or of the Emperor using Legionis Astardes to accomplish his vision, or against the Emperor uh, using Legionis Astardes, and, and Jason's going to make the case for the Mechanicum, and then, the Mechanicum. And, uh, then we're going to get, what, five minutes, ten minutes for rebuttal, or?
5: Yeah, ten minutes for rebuttal. It may be a little bit more fluid, just because we got more people at the table. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, good
1: call. So,
5: we'll see. Okay. Yeah.
4: All right, so, and then uh, closing, Yeah. Yeah. Alright guys, so I've never been a big fan of the Emperor. I've been a traitor since day one, and that's not (laughs) going to change. But, even looking beyond that, the Emperor's vision for humanity, keeping that in mind, he wants to get humanity into the webway to safely slice them off from the chaos powers that be. That's the idea behind the Imperial truth. Uh, Even though we know at many points during the story, the Emperor's kind of... uh, it's a little bit hypocritical there. He doesn't care so much that anybody worships him as a god, see the Space Wolves, or half of the Imperium is giant robot church. Uh, they don't care about that, uh, regardless of the censure of the word-bearers. However, given that that is his goal, Astartes are a terrible choice for two reasons. First off, they're unpredictable. The Primarchs are, by definition, man-children. They are dropped... In planets that revere them as gods, rise up to ridiculous amounts of power for what essentially are children that have never been told no. And they except have, maybe Angron. Except maybe Angron.
3: Who's only been told no.
4: I can't argue that. But they're unpredictable, they're emotional, and they have more or less unlimited power. Second, third maybe only to the Emperor himself and Malkador. Maybe Valdor, but that's arguable. So why create a race of these super beings that the Emperor freely admits he doesn't understand human emotion? Why base your entire master plan on the backs of these unpredictable creatures that you freely admit you don't understand? What the Emperor does understand is the long game and robots. Robots respond logically to everything. The Emperor is supposed to be ostensibly the greatest scientist in the universe. Any scientist will tell you the best way to go is the way with the least variables. Robots do what you tell them to. Phalax thralls, they're chemically controlled Pavlovianly to do exactly what you want. And as soon as you're done with the robot, you turn it off and you stick it away mothball it in a warehouse somewhere. You don't have to get them to fight each other to fix the problem. You have no idea what a Primarch's gonna do. He could be all over the place. He could end up stabbing you in the ass and sitting you in the Golden Throne for 10,000 years. You don't know.
3: (laughs) Haha, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Good thing that didn't happen. Right? Mm -hmm.
4: But the second part... Martian priests are about the only part of that entire equation that's not predictable. And pretty much half of Mars already reveres the emperor as the god. So if he had put the amount of resources into that instead of the Astartes project, he would have had an entire robot church full of, like, immortal super soldier weapons already, instead of spending all the time and effort on these unpredictable man-children. Now, second part. Astartes are unpredictable, but they're also grossly inefficient. Take, just compare a thallax to an Astartes. A thallax is a brain in a jar. A brain takes about 100 grams of carbohydrates a day for proper neuronal function. An Astartes is a giant 600-pound man, even not even looking into like the increased metabolism, the increased bone mass, the increased muscle density. An actual human being that size would require something around 4,000 to 4,500 calories a day just to maintain body mass without like, hemorrhaging muscle weight. And that doesn't even account for the increased physiology and metabolic processes, like the fast healing, the fast reflexes, and everything we know Astartes have. There's no way to account for that. Also, if you look at an Astartes training path, the implantation process takes five to six years, starting from 12 to approximately 18. That's just the implantation process to make an Astartes, from a prepubescent human to full maturity. That doesn't put in the time with the training. It doesn't put in the actual combat time. All a thallax needs is a brain and a loric Athalax. You don't need to spend the time training them. You don't need to spend the time psychoconditioning them because, again, they get a burst of chemicals that, you know, like a burst of space Tylenol to knock out the constant pain of being a brain in a jar. In the meantime, you have to spend all that time training Astartes, and the worst part of that is Astartes ostensibly only work as males. That X is 50% of your population right there. So, in conclusion, phallax are a brain in a jar. All you need is one convict and one phalanx. You've got the entirety of humanity to turn into super soldiers, which are stronger, faster, more mobile than Astartes, which suck.
5: All right. Well, thank you, Jason, for your opening comments.
7: Dave,
3: this so is
1: already better than the presidential debate. It's a uh, right. it, it's it's a hard point to argue just based on efficiency when you talk about the Mechanicum, because I do think the Mechanicum has some advantages in terms of just efficient force, but. Uh, the sources I'm going to use to defend my argument are uh, Chapter 13 of The Emperor of Mankind, Master of Mankind, uh, The Church*, the, *The Last Church by Graham McNeil, um, and Outcast Dead. All right, So those are the sources that we're going to go back to here um, as I make my argument in defense of the Emperor's use of the Legion of Astartes. So first of all, uh, in Chapter 13 of The Master of Mankind by Aaron Denton dembski Bowden, the Emperor acknowledges the compromise of the Primarch project, so he acknowledges that the Primarchs, at least half of them, have been compromised. Uh, so he knows they're unpredictable, and he goes forward with the project anyway. So there, there must be an advantage in terms of uh, capability and uh, compliance uh, when it comes to the Primarchs, right? And the Emperor, in his vision, which again, this is the question we're trying to answer, is. Are the me- is the Mechanicum or the Astartes uh, better suited to completing the Emperor's vision for humanity? So, the Emperor, in, uh, uh, and we'll get to this at the end, but in, in Lords of the Imperium, uh, the Emperor states what his final vision for humanity would be, which, as Jason said, is, is in the Webway. Um, you know, as they ascend to a psychic race that they would be cut off from chaos in the webway uh, and psychically protected from any type of uh, predation. So remember the Emperor's goal is to unite humanity, right? It's not to crush them in terms of bloody compliance operations. The Emperor doesn't want bloody compliance. He wants uh, he wants to unite humanity in the galaxy. Um, and so Think of the 500 worlds of Ultramar, right? The 500 worlds of Ultramar uh, are already essentially in the pocket of the Imperium. If you send your Martian robot overlords in uh, to Ultramar, do you think you'd get away with a non-bloody compliance? The type of compliance that uh, Gilliman and the Ultramarines were able to accomplish? And I think the answer is no, right? Uh, I don't think your friendly robot overlords would have been accepted uh, in in Ultramar. Um, also, think of this: there are ostensibly more stranded human colonies and civilizations that were cut off by um, Old Night and the Age of Strife than there are Mechanicum uh, strongholds or Forge Worlds, Ark exploratory fleets. So, as the as the Emperor goes out with the Legion, the Astartes, uh, he's He's uniting hum- humanity um, with a force that looks human, right? That is human, um, and, and so as as you go out and you contact these stranded civilizations, I think I think that makes sense. The third point that I want to make in my opening argument is the infeasibility of using the mechanicum resources on Mars for the Emperor to launch his great crusade. So we know that the emperor was already into the uh primarch project and the creation of the first astartes on Terra during the unification wars. Right? So it's not that the emperor completed the unification wars and then started the Legionis astartes project. He was already halfway into it uh during the unification wars. So the resources that he had uh... were already being expended on terra to create the force he needed and the impetus behind this All right, so anyone who wants to go back and question uh... the emperor you have to understand one thing of singular importance and the emperor states this in chapter thirteen of master of mankind and he states it in the last church humanity was facing species extinction within a generation Humanity was going to be extinct in a, in a way that uh, essentially the Eldar were going to be extinct, right? Except it was going to be ten times more savage. So he used the resources at his disposal um, to affect the, the change that he needed to keep humanity alive. And I think uh, with that, Pat, I'll make... Uh, lay... And you're good? Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> All
0: right. So we'll take a break right there for rebuttals here in a little bit. We got a drawing at 6 p.m. for some fun little giveaways. And uh, let see.
5: So make sure you go buy your drinks now. Uh, for every drink, you'll get a ticket, and then we'll pull one of those raffle tickets out, and you'll get some swag. Everybody yep. loves swag. So
0: we're going to take a quick break until 6 o'clock, and we're uh, going to do the raffle, and then we'll go back into rebuttals.
6: So... Sounds Sit good.
0: back and enjoy. And we uh, got a little filk music to play.
1: Nice.
6: Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, so are you guys ready for rebuttals, or does anyone have anything to interject from the last section of our debate? Yeah, I think
1: for the I think for the next session, uh, which is rebuttals, uh, we're gonna let uh, Stephen and Austin come on. To uh, uh, Austin is gonna be uh, arguing in defense of the Emperor's use of the uh, Legionis Sostartes and Stephen is gonna be helping Jason out argue in defense of the Mechanicum. And uh, if you guys uh, if you guys are interested um, and you want to uh, Bring up some points and come up here and uh, let us know what you think. Uh, By all means, just uh, queue up, and uh, we'll get you on. So I think without further ado, uh, Mechanicum got to go first last time, so we'll uh, we'll let uh, Austin and uh, the Emperor go first. All right, right.
6: so the first thing that popped into my head uh, about the inherent controllability of robots by the Emperor, there's two problems with that. The first is that, uh, as shown by the Furious Abyss class mega-ships, you can get a lot of things by the Emperor if you're a society as well put together as the Mechanicum. So, if he comes up to Sacred Mars and, unlike the Astartes, where he, he oversaw every aspect of that project, like, he knows there's no back doors put in, like no like subliminal coding into a space marine that'll make it go crazy. <laughs> and what is a little crazy about them, you know, <laughs> Angron's nails, like he is aware of, like he knows everything that could go wrong, ostensibly. Uh, there is absolutely nothing that would stop somebody with the capabilities of Kelbor Hall to just be like, I'm going to slip this back door in And, uh, you know, if I mysteriously vanish via Kalidus Assassin, uh, all the Thalax will just turn to their right and murder the first Imperial servant they see (laughs) and keep doing it until everyone left alive is in a red robe with a weird number of mechanical tentacles. Uh, The other thing that I thought about is, all right, the Mechanicum is very good, about mass producing things like thalax and even the bigger things like a Titan. They're all a little different, but they're all essentially the same thing. Uh, whereas the Astartes are 18, 20, very different things going on. Uh, this matters a lot in terms of both warfare, uh, the way they wage it, and the way they would get attacked. So uh, it's kind of like the modern army, right? When we shut down World War II, what what were the units we kept? All the ones that could do different things, right? We kept the Big Red One as just the big beat stick infantry. We kept the 181st as air, you know, we kept the 82nd, we kept the Mountain Division, and everybody else that's just bog standard goes away. The Mechanicum has a hard time doing things that aren't bog standard. Very specifically, any sort of innovation isn't what they do. A phallax on Mars is a phallax everywhere else. And this leads to the problem, which is the Astartes are all different. Different things affect them differently. They're better at some things than others. If Mechanicum stuff is all the same, if you program your robots to fight the exact same way, somebody's going to figure out, hey, every time I shoot the left side of the robot, it ducks a little to the right, so if I meet a gun that shoots left and right, it's gonna kill them every time, and they go. You also have the problem of like, hey, that one scrap code that can get through a robot is probably gonna get through all the robots, and it just makes conquest a lot harder. Where am I at? Two seconds. Yeah. Uh, in the end, go, Emperor, suck at Mars. <laughs> and there you go. Nice. Rude. <laughs>
3: There is no need for a lack of civility. I demand the points be deducted from this. Let, it,
6: let, it let the record also show that Steven and I had uh, no prep for this.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, let the record also show that uh, one of us is going to sound a lot better at this than the other, and it ain't going to be me. <laughs> it's because one of us is right. Oh. Sound it
2: out.
3: R- a- okay, so... Uh, in response to the uh, whole robot overlords not being so friendly and likable, uh, there are entire portions of the Mechanicum given over to looking like other humans and uh, blending in with them and appearing like you know nice and normal and relatable. Uh, an example in Titanicus, you have the uh, Crucius, the uh, the titan legion emissary who comes to human worlds and is like hey look i look like you don't look at my eyes too hard okay thanks uh so looking like humanity and blending in has never been something the mechanicum has had a huge problem with um and certainly not in a time period where mechanical augmentation is not only common but an almost an inevitability amongst humanity Um, When we would see someone with that many tentacles coming out of their face, you know, we'd freak out a little. But in the 41st millennium, or the 31st millennium for that matter, uh, it's, oh, that's just, you know, Dave. He's got 50 eyes instead of one. It's whatever. Um, And in response to the Mechanicum not being that flexible, there are evidence that the Mechanicum can be just as flexible as the Astartes can. the Titan Legions, again. Uh, of all of the dozens of different Titan Legions, several of them are shown to use different tactics than the others, different war gear than the others. There are three whole branches of the Tagmata Omnisaya that fight wars in different ways. Just because, you know, all the phalanx fight the same doesn't mean the guy that commands them is going to use them the same. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, 30 seconds. Here Oh. Uh, as far as back doors go, we've also been able to see that uh, the Astardes are just susceptible to uh, corruption, not only in the form of just, like, simple chaos, um, but from each other. When the Raven Guard decided that they needed a whole bunch more bodies, the Alpha Legion was like, "Haha, let's help you with that. You can't see me, but I'm making quotation marks. Where they put a little bit of demon goo in it, and suddenly... Well, you know, the Raven Guard stuff didn't turn out so good.
1: Uh,
3: there are, there's uh, stories of the Alpha Legion putting subconscious conditioning in. And other that's your chapters. time. Ah. Alrighty. already.
5: We're two now. Closing statements, or we're both. Okay, let's go for closing statements. Uh, I guess Jason goes first because you guys went first.
4: All right. The biggest takeaway that Steve and I, I think, want to get across is that the Emperor cannot succeed without the Mechanicum. The Mechanicum was doing not great, but it was surviving on its own without the Emperor. They were chucking arc fleets out into the warp blind, but they had expanded way beyond the solar system. They were still rolling across forge worlds that had been created for hundreds of years while the Emperor was just getting the Great Crusade rolling. They can't get out of the solar system without the Mechanicum because they don't have the technology, they don't have the production capacity, they don't have the robots to do the things they need to do. All they have is humanity. And without the Mechanicum, the Emperor can't do what he needs to do. The inverse is not true. They may not have been doing it all by themselves perfectly, but the Mechanicum was surviving just fine without his golden ass coming in and screwing everything up.
5: All right. Finn. <laughs> With plenty of time to spare, might I add. Says a lot.
1: All right. So, uh, closing argument in defense of the Emperor. So... The Emperor's vision is to ultimately dispatch with both the Legiones of and the Red Priests of Mars, right, the Mechanicum. The Mechanicum as an empire has to fall because we know from Chapter 13, The Master of Mankind, that the Emperor's vision is to shepherd the psychically ascendant human species into the webway seal them off from the warp and seal them off from any type of chaos predation. Total cutoff from the warp is what the Emperor's ultimate vision for humanity is so that he can shepherd them into a psychically uh, ascendant species, right? Now, would the Emperor have enjoyed a relationship with a tech priest like Coriel Zeth or Tobias Maxilla Absolutely. Right. And I think if we if we look at Mechanicum, uh, you know, as some deep lore and the Akashak reader, uh, you know, the potential was there, the emperor as scientist to use, you know, to use the Mechanicum to accomplish his vision for humanity. But unfortunately, uh, the Schism of Mars, the Death of Innocence, and the, the, the end of the Great Crusade uh, left the Emperor with no choice. He, he had foresight, and he knew it was coming, and so he ultimately used the Legionus Astardes, and he used the Primarchs uh, to accomplish his vision. Um, and he was uh, ultimately successful, uh, in my estimation, uh, using the Legionus Astardes so all right further ado
5: cool.
1: cool thank you guys
5: thanks for the debate I guess we need the listeners to maybe chime in on the Facebook and say hey where, where do you guys stand yeah absolutely
3: yeah yeah. 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 tell Dave and Austin that they're wrong we'd appreciate it yeah. Give yeah. Some well comments. there you go because
6: Steven can't
4: we do it a pretty hard but if you want to assist we always appreciate the help
0: <laughs> 100% <laughs> nice all right so with that out of the way which was a lot of fun.
6: Let's talk about uh, Battlefleet Gothic. Battlefleet yeah.
5: Heresy, to be more precise, Battlefleet right? Battlefleet
6: Heresy. Yeah, so uh, we yep. actually have a Battlefleet Heresy night going on uh, tonight, right yep. after the cast. 8 o'clock. Uh, 8 o'clock. Uh, Steven and I are probably going to bounce a little early from this to go set it all up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't need ships. You don't need to know the rules. We can talk you through it. No big deal.
3: Yep.
2: We got uh, you
6: covered. We got ships. We got dice. We got some free crap going on for uh, anybody who shows up and is interested in Battlefleet Heresy. Uh, so it'll be good times. We got a couple of uh, missions going on, uh, which I've been told uh, will affect what happens in the 30k. Just Horus Heresy 28 millimeter stuff going on uh, tomorrow, maybe throughout the whole weekend. I'm not oh, sure cool. how they're doing that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's there's a couple of things. Uh, the first one, uh, we we have a Custodes battleship that. Uh, our buddy Josh Bruder had designed, built yep. and painted, custom made custom, custom, built. custom made for this, uh, which is awesome. Uh, and it will be the trader's job to intercept and destroy that ship, which can is called His Judgment, uh, before it completes its mission and can escape. Uh, we have another one, which is taking place above the planet, that all the fighting is going on uh, tomorrow. Uh, that mission... Uh, will be sort of uh, the preliminary invasion sort of thing. Uh, There'll be a lot of space stations, orbital weapons batteries, stuff like that. Uh, And a large chaos fleet has been tasked to destroy all of those, to clear everything out of the way uh, for the follow-on transports. And a smaller uh, loyalist fleet uh, has been tasked to intercept them and prevent that. Uh,
3: Good luck.
6: It's based pretty heavily off one of the actual Battlefleet Gothic missions called Above Bellis Corona, uh, which is hands down the favorite, my favorite mission of the like twenty or thirty that BFG put out. Why do you like that so much? Um, well, one, I really like asymmetrical missions in general, uh-huh. um, where both sides are trying to accomplish very different things. I also like missions. Um, with asymmetrical forces. And for this mission, the way it works is the, K- the traitor fleet has to kill a certain number of Loyalist ships and remove all the orbital defenses. Okay. Um, which isn't super hard in theory because they have twice as many points worth of ships. Uh, the Loyalists, though, just have to stop them. So it yeah. doesn't matter if every single Loyalist ship gets blown out of space... If one of those missile silos is still, like, floating around the planet, they've won. Oh, wow. Uh, And I really like missions that aren't just, like, war to the knife, kill everybody on the other side, and that's how you win. Yeah. Um, Speaking of war to the knife, though, the third mission we have going on uh, will be kind of a classic, uh, an exterminatus mission. Okay. Um, There is a moon uh, taking that kind of orbits around... Uh, a warp rift in the system. That's mm-hmm. one of the main transit points in and out uh, from a bunch of trader-controlled space. Uh, however, on this planet, there's essentially your classic Death Star doom laser. Uh, but instead of blowing up planets, this fires into the warp and dis- destabilizes the Geller field of any ship in that warp transit corridor. Yep, it's so fired. the loyalists have control of that. And there's just no way anybody's going through that rift if, you know, their Geller Gellarfeerds are going to fall and sure. demons will spawn inside all of them. Uh, the that's chaos forces in the system don't have enough resources to take the planet and the Doom Laser, so they're just going to nuke the moon the Doom Laser is on. Uh, and that's another one of those really fun missions where, you know, people have got two goals... Yep. And uh, you're just throwing bodies at it and hoping it works out in your favor. Nice. Yeah,
3: it's the Imperial Guard solution. Except instead of uh, thousands of screaming mortals, it's giant kilometer-long ships that can't be replaced.
0: So were you guys surprised at how uh, excited people got for Battlefleet?
6: I, I am. There's yeah, an event we, we... running in... Uh... Like not it's like even a little dimmer thing, kind of. Yeah, there was somebody downstairs, which is a Battlefleet Gothic like I demo saw that, setup, I saw uh, which was really cool. There's also guys running an event. Like I don't even know these guys, and I think they're <laughs> up in somewhere in the Northeast, maybe. Yeah, that they're that. Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah, that are throwing together uh, an event that has traditional like Horus Heresy 30k, and Adeptus Titanicus, and Battlefleet Heresy. So to see like the rules that we've like talked about and worked hard to like make cool for us being used by random other people yeah. like it's kind of mind blowing I yeah. mean it's kind of it's, really cool. it's kind of cool to see
3: like a project that you you put time and effort in just get picked up somewhere else really
6: far away yeah, yeah. like it's not just like the nerds I know that i have forced to play Battlefleet Gothic with and now all you right. all Thanks have for ships that, by and the don't want to stop because yeah. um, that would mean you wasted your money.
5: I was talking to the BFG guys, and I was like, hey, you know, we're doing a, a Battlefleet Heresy event right after our cast. You should totally come check it out. And he was like, whoa, I didn't even know that was a thing.
3: <laughs> yeah, just in the time that it took Austin and I to go get the Battlefleet Gothic stuff out of our room and bring it down to the game floor, um, we ran into two people. Who were like, hey, have y'all heard anything about this Battlefleet Gothic thing going on? We're like, yeah, we're the guys doing it. They're like, ah, that That's sounds awesome.
6: awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, like, yeah, random people are showing up. It'll be great. Um, possibly more people than I expected. Like, yeah. I really only planned for like a dozen people to show up to this, expecting like 10 of them to be guys I know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, it, it's just really cool. And like I said, we, we've got a bunch of spare ships, a bunch of spare stuff. So, and where's yeah. that going to be at? Um, That'll be in the Horus Heresy area. Okay. Um, The same place all the 30K guys have been doing uh, their gaming throughout the day. It's where the 40K guys are, but at the other end of the little hallway. I don't know what the ballroom or whatever it is called. There are big signs that point to 30K and 40K. Follow the signs. You'll see nerds with spaceships. That's us. Can I bring my orcs, though? Olinor is purged. We
3: will be doing, uh, I mean... If there's going to be Battlefleet Gothic open gaming, kind of while we're doing this, so if, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you have a mat or if you just have a fleet and you want to throw down,
6: Pat's got orcs, or yeah. or if you don't have a mat and like have a fleet or even don't want a fleet we'll and like can't make it can't make tonight, um, like I'm trying to get into the epic that might be oh epic. might be happening oh, at wow. some point, um, but yeah, like if you hit me up or Steven up at any point during the con, like hey. After this, like, you want to go grab a game at BFG or, like, we brought space mats, you're more than welcome to, like, borrow mine if you want a demo game, and I I say that a little hesitantly, but nerds are good people, so, if you want to throw down, like, Saturday night instead of tonight, like, let me know. I I can make things happen. Cool.
0: So, what are the plans after Nova? Um, Not paint Night
3: Lords. (laughs) Yeah, that's my favorite part about this weekend is uh, that I don't have to paint Night Lords, and when I'm done, I never have to paint another Night Lord if I don't want to. (laughs) And in fact, I won't. You have to paint the one, though. Oh, right. I got to change that one Uh, Crimson Fist. Let it be known
6: that Steven has put uh, lightning bolts on the vast majority of his guys, and they look beautiful. But I did find one dude who's just running around in dark blue armor with Crimson Fists, and, uh, well, that's just unsat. Yeah, and uh,
3: that being said, let no one ever uh, doubt that bullying and peer pressure is indeed the right way to get something done. Because <laughs> that's the only reason I put lightning bolts on my guys. At least because if you do everyone it was uh, fun of me. I publicly over it. the internet.
0: So here, uh, yeah. one of our podcasters, we got Ryan an EO's Bridges, with who is us. running our uh, event organizer for the opening Salvo, which is going on downstairs right now for the Horace Heresy. How are things going, Ryan?
7: Hey, guys. How are you? They are going well. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, uh, so Opening Salvo is still going live. We've got uh, about three more games. People trying to eke out a few more points for their faction. Uh, It's been good, man. Most people got about uh, two rounds in and some very brutal battles. Yeah. We had uh, at the beginning, we had everybody line their armies up, some fantastic-looking armies. We had 16 Primarchs on the table. We had uh, the Emperor. We did a family photo shoot. Of note, we had uh, the Khan, the Lion, and Sanguinous, models present. And then uh, Magnus and Alfarius decided they did not need to show up for the family dinner. So well,
6: Magnus is uh, having back problems, and Alfarius is everywhere. <laughs> Couldn't show up.
7: That's true. That's true. What was the uh, What was the
3: score when you walked away?
7: All right. So the. The uh, running score right now is we're looking at Loyalists at 354 points Whew. to the Traders 367. Damn, it's getting close. So uh, at the beginning of the day, the Loyalists were just spanking ass. You know, they were up uh, 86 points to the trader 36 points, but things really swung in the second round. Um yeah, it's been good. And then there's uh, every player got a set of secret objectives that you had to complete three objectives. And then uh, if you were able to knock out all three of those, it gained you substantial points uh, for your faction. And as of right now, we have three out of 30 players have actually completed that task. There's yeah, some tough ones they, in there. They're, they're hard. Were,
6: they were rough. Can we talk uh, about those now? Is that, is that fun? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I got a couple minutes. Yeah, I've so, got mine in my pocket. So I had, now. I had three. Uh, I brought Imperial Militia, as is my want, Uh, and my three objectives were have your entire army in the enemy's deployment zone. I got that one. Which is awesome, except that I have four immobile artillery pieces in my army, and uh, well, at one point, I did have everything in my army removed from the table, except for one flyer, so I had a chance of that one. That didn't go so well. Um, I also had kill an enemy Primark, which uh, yeah, that yeah, one's a little there. difficult. I very, you, uh, I very specifically played uh, oh god, and I'm sorry, I don't remember his name. Cause I'm terrible with names. Uh, World Eaters uh, got the three Charybdis. What's that?
7: Uh, it was either Mark Henry or Shane. Shane. Yeah, yeah, because they both basically played the same World
6: Eaters list. And uh, yeah. like when I came over to get a game with him. Uh, I was like, "Is that Angron?" He's like, "Yeah," and kind of gave me a look like, "You told me you play militia. Why? Why do you want to fight a Primarch?" And I'm like, "For the everlasting glory of the militia." It's why. Um, turns out, it wasn't quite so glorious. Uh, I had a good. I had a chance. There was there was that one shimmering that moment hope. that the game swung on. Yeah. That one well it, it was probably more fantasy than hope but the there, dice rolls it was there I, I could see it are you talking about the season initiative no it wasn't season initiative uh, so my <laughs> my plan was they come down in the Charybdis and I just murder Anger, because it, it was a 15 point objective right. so I could theoretically like lose the mission we're playing nail those 15 points and win and uh, I needed my boys to hold and they decided not to, which is really weird for my militia. Like, the previous mm. game, I failed one out of, like, 15 morale checks. And, uh, yeah, long story short, I was tabled. Uh, it was 20-0. Oh, no. Uh, and I had a blast. He's a great guy. Like, it says a lot about a player when uh, he can beat the shit somebody 20-0, and you still really enjoy the game. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's... I yeah, got tabled, I, too. That's I went was... 0 for 2 and scored no points. Uh, so, loyalists, you're starting to come back. And it's probably because I'm up here drinking and podcasting instead of uh, <laughs> throwing more mortal bodies under the treads of traitor tanks. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Come up so, the works. man! A, a couple other
7: highlights. So uh, of the Primarchs, you know, because we had this challenge kind of thing going on where mm-hmm. basically every player got a uh, special mission of, you know, challenge and kill an enemy Primarch. Right, so you challenge a player that has a Primark. If you kill that Primark, you get 15 victory points for your team. Yep. So that led to at least a dozen Primark duels. Uh, at one point, there were five active duels in the round with two yeah. more like preparing to charge. We had uh, Sanguinous slaying Horus and rewriting History, and then Horus being slain immediately after. Uh... What else do we have?
5: Yeah, Horus killed Sanguinus, and then I killed Sanguinus yeah. with just
7: Aaron. Uh, we had uh, Ferris, Mr. Ferris Manus, did not lose his head to Fulgrim. So there is some rewriting of history uh, so, done today. So It's pretty entertaining that everybody, they challenged what was uh, appropriate for the narrative and the fluff, which was really fun to see.
6: So I know. got a question. When I, when I headed up to do the cast... Uh, there was a duel going on between Dorn and Mortarian. How that, how'd that end up?
7: Oh God it, it, I, they're all kind of blending together. There are like three or four duels with Mortarian somehow. No, um, <laughs> no Dorn killed Mortarian.
6: It's because of the mustache. It is. Yeah, it's it's, it's got to be that. Mustache. Mustache. We should talk so about I actually, that.
7: actually, that's right, I was there. Mike did a really good job. I think Mortarian failed four invuln saves. Oh, oh. Uh, that's rough. That'll hurt. So, I mean, he just yeah, dropped you, right there. He, should, he probably should have won that. Uh, Jesse had a good match between uh, Lionel Johnson and Mortarian. <laughs> well, Mortarian's
3: uh, not exactly a duelist as far as Primarchs go. Like, his thing is.
7: Resiliency kind of just is tanking yeah. everything. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But if he goes into combat
3: in. against another combat primarch,
7: he's gonna lose. And then uh, Mark Henry, he was playing his World Eater, so he was playing uh, Angry Man, Angry Man Ron.
8: Managed to get <laughs>
7: off with Angron alone four separate charges throughout the game, right? And he killed wow. Dorn. I think. In the well, I think. Uh, oh no! It might no, have been against Jared that he was no, doing that. He it. did end up uh, dying to Dorn. But before that, he was able to charge four separate units. Yeah. And then Mark got another. I mean, he ended up with five or six assaults in one game, which yeah. got him his victory points. Uh, that was his best sleep. So, so do
6: we have a best yeah. Primark yeah. for the event?
7: Uh, Dorn was very solid. Jared's Dorn was holding really good ground. Awesome. Um, I mean, winning two Primark duels will do that.
5: Yeah. yeah.
0: That's the
5: con was really those.
7: good. Sure. as well. So. Vulcan tried know. to be I, it's, good. It's hard to tell. I, did, I stopped paying attention. I mean, I got pictures of them all. <laughs> I just told people, hey, if you're in a uh, Primark fight, raise your hand, call me over, I'll take some pictures. How did uh, We'll post it later.
3: How was Russ doing this, uh, this game
7: oh, uh, since he got his, uh, his, his FAQ? So on the first round, uh, Dan Ryan was playing Russ, and he did serious work. I think on the second round he got shot out of his Spartan early and wasn't able to be very effective. Mm. He still ended up winning. The has he game. has he
3: done, has he gotten into any duels yet with another Primarch yet?
7: I do not remember. I know the first game he did not play a Primarch. He played Black Shields the first game. Mm. I don't know who he played the second game. Did he bring the Wolves or uh, did he just he played Thousand Sons
6: the second game? I thought. Yeah, but it, it, oh, well. Magnus
7: was not there. So. I thought he played Manny. He's got back problems. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> did he did he
5: bring the Wolves along with? Uh, uh, with the
7: space... Uh, excuse me. Who are the, the two wolves that go Yes, he has Primark. the two little... Oh, Gre- uh, he's Faerine, got his puppies.
5: His
3: yeah, no, the yeah. dogs.
6: His the dogs. dogs. No. His, yeah.
7: his curs, I like to call them. <laughs> Why you gotta be so hateful?
6: <laughs> all right. Prospero deserved it. Magnus is the worst. Russ is the only Primarch with a dam. They all have fleas.
7: Yeah. They need to be spayed and neutered.
6: Wouldn't mind et cetera, getting et cetera, et Thank you, Ryan. Oh, you don't like Thank no, I think you're right. have a
0: problem with beards. So, uh, problem with Dave, people. you got some things you want to yeah, just make some uh, announcements. Yeah,
1: real quick, guys. Uh, maybe like a, a five-minute public service announcement. Um, so, in the RVA community, we've done something for the last few years uh, called Heresy Christmas, right? Or uh, Secret Santa, and uh, it's been it's been super popular. I think it's it's brought the community together. Um, it's given people a chance to uh, hobby and focus on um, just putting together some really cool, uh, unique models, right, for people. And so I think this year, uh, our little our little heresy Christmas is going to get a little bigger. Um, we've made a lot of friends through this podcast, and, uh, you know, we've had some folks in the community move. Um, so they're, they're no longer in Richmond anymore, and we want to make sure we keep... Uh, you know keep them in the loop so so anyway this is this is our public service announcement to say if you guys want to be part of uh the best heresy gift exchange um this side of Istvan, you can too participate right so there's two ways you can do this and we're going to send out a survey uh monkey link uh and we'll post it on the the facebook page as well Um, if you if you're in richmond or you want to come down uh, for the secret santa gift exchange and then we're we're going to do a big game afterwards at least that's what we've we've typically done um, you can sign up for that and if you if you can't make it um so if you're just somewhere where it's too far away or you got stuff going on traveling with family uh, there's an option to uh to send something in right so just make sure somebody has it before uh, before the gift exchange but there's a survey that's going to go out. It's a SurveyMonkey survey. It'll uh, give you all the, the guidelines for participating in uh, the best heresy gift exchange, uh, I think, this side of Istanbul. So, I don't know. You guys have any questions? You guys have been doing this a long time.
3: Yeah, what um, what did you get last year?
1: Okay, so I so there's three ways you can go in, and I, and this is what we've done in the past. You, you kind of have three tiers. You've got your... Your tier one, uh, which we set the price at, I think, fifty dollars, right?
8: Yeah.
1: Uh, Forge World model, uh, legit Forge World model, uh, fifty bucks is Or the, conversions. Or, or conversions. conversions. Right. Um, Hail the conversion. And then you've got your tier tw- tier two, which is somewhere in between. Uh, I think you know, a basic uh, tactical squad, and you know, maybe a yeah. a, a knight. And then you've got your Tier 3, which is sort of your dream your dream list, right? And that can be anything from a Warlord Titan to, um, you know, uh, a Castellum Stronghold. And it just so happens that uh, I, I got a Castellum Stronghold uh, painted up by Jared uh, with a little bit of help from Will. And uh, came with two Battle Cannon turrets. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, it's, just, it's a super badass piece of terrain. But... I don't know, Stephen. What did you get last year?
3: Oh, gee, this really cool guy that I know. Um, I got a uh, a uh, Legion Falcon super heavy tank
8: uh,
3: painted by uh, who was it? Black Label Painting?
1: No, it did was uh, uh, Tom from uh, Markham Painting. So he goes over in England. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
3: but that was that was a really cool thing to open. Uh, hey Robbie, what about you, buddy?
2: Do you want to do significant gift. I think it was like some socks or something. (laughs) Was that?
3: You had socks on your ass No, no,
2: no. I got this badass castigator for the Solar Auxilia, the Headhunters. Total, total great free handing by my man Steven. Turns out he's a good painter. Who would have thought? Yeah, not me. Who would have thought? Oh no, phenomenal. No complaints. I kill people with it daily. Not really, but like when I play.
3: Well, the point being there is that uh, every year, like, I don't think we've we have yet to uh, have the event and really get anyone, have anyone who gets a present that they're dissatisfied with, no. with the
1: exception of
3: <laughs> one. Yeah, no. So I
1: think again. I think we're gonna we're gonna make sure that people can participate in the way and the level that they want this year. And so. I'm really psyched about this uh, survey, uh, monkey. Uh, kind of, I guess it's your registration, um, but it'll it'll let you kind of walk through this process and find out how you want to be a part of this heresy community, right? And uh, I think it's just really cool. I know that uh, you know the guys from RFI and uh, Ryan do a, a, a charity uh, Christmas event, um, toys for tots. This is really more like, hey, you're in the community, and you know we're all bros. And, you know, this is a chance to kind of hook hook you up with uh, something pretty cool from your uh, from your wish list that you might not get yourself. So. Yeah, it's
3: yeah. More like and it. a lot of times they end up personalized in a, in a, in a way that adds a lot of sentimental value mm-hmm. to the model. And if you're like some of us and you spend your whole year painting an army just for Nova, it's a nice welcome change to get to paint something that isn't the same color scheme oh, yeah. yep. 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 for a little bit out of the year. And yep.
6: sometimes you don't even get, well... You get additional things besides models. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Last year I got a sweet Space Wolf drinking mug to yeah. go yeah. to go with my uh, Secret Santa, which was yep. awesome, Jesse. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I
5: ended up getting a malagurst out of mine.
6: Yeah, so
3: it's just a really yeah. cool way to uh, to kind of you know take your heresy buddy by the hand and say, hey man. I enjoy this time with you. I enjoy our games. Here's this cool thing for you to have forever.
2: Yeah, grab grab your heresy, bro, because you're hard for heresy and just frolic and paint models together till you die. That's what that's the message for yeah. saying. right? Absolutely,
1: <laughs> absolutely. Aww. All the heresy love for Christmas. Um, the survey should come out, I think, at the end of this week. And uh, you know, you guys will have a few weeks to ask questions, fill it out, get your uh, get your answers back, and then. Uh, we want to make sure people know what they're supposed to do so they've got, you know, a few months to get the models, paint them up, do a Forge World group order, you know, um, and uh, plenty of time to paint and, and uh, get it done before December. But, man, we're right around the corner. It just feels yeah. like uh, yeah, it's right. yeah. Yeah, there. So, I can't um, believe it's almost September, right? It's, yeah, don't yeah. leave it too long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anybody
0: got anything else no
1: thanks Jesse cheers yeah no
0: problem alright well uh, we can wrap it up here if you guys want and just play some yeah, music unless anyone's got any like. Uh... we'll do another raffle oh. draw at 7 I, uh, up.
6: I would like to interject just yes? for those of you who somehow managed to miss it uh, speaking of cool things you can get handed to you for not a lot of money there is a friggin' gorgeous Warlord Titan on raffle. Oh, yeah. At uh, Nova. Go buy tickets. Right it now. is worth it. Yeah, it's yeah. 100%. Uh, more? Yeah, it's $5 a ticket. Yeah. Uh, that's at least $6,000 worth of model when you add in, like, the painting and yeah. all of it. All the... Um, and there's a bunch of other cool stuff in the silent auction as well. Uh, there's, like, a spaceship terrain oh, yeah. that looks, looks like a, looks like like a, a BFG cruiser... Yeah like smashed into a planet. But don't bid massive. on that. Dave wants that. Don't bid on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah We'd yeah, like yeah. you all to not bid on that it one. It doesn't matter
1: because yeah. the t- by the time you listen to this, I will have already won it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh hey man, there's like five, six people running out of here right now. Oh no, oh, damn. No. Oh, well, you're out so well. I would, oh. I,
1: I would just like to tell people though, um, if you haven't come down to Nova, uh, mm-hmm. if you're, if you're listening to this, and you, you know, you guys have gone to Adapticon or you've gone to LVO, uh, or you've done the Gen Con circuit, you know, like Nova is a really good time. It's a chill. Uh, community yeah. and uh, the guys from the Graying Legion just do an awesome job. Um, yeah, no, it's it's a uh, it is an awesome, awesome heresy and uh, larger community event. So,
5: and if you're yeah. new to the entire thing, like at least for me, this is my first time ever coming to Nova, going to any event at all. Like this, Pop. Is-
2: that's your that's oh. your contrary. Yeah, right.
5: Um, probably the chillest, like easygoing.
3: Oh, just wait till the blam.
5: Well, yeah, that's gonna be funny, but um, oh, no, blam. everybody's friendly. You know, yeah. I'm one of those guys where I love painting the models, but I don't know half my damn rules to to begin with. But everybody's really easygoing. Like, hey, yeah, okay, so you don't necessarily know the correct way to calculate wounds. Don't worry,
1: we'll help you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. A this is a D6 friendly. Yeah, uh, right. Like
6: when into. Ryan a little earlier was saying, like, oh, I stopped paying attention. I want you to realize that that was a ostensibly like a TO event organizer not having to pay attention, right? Yeah, It's not a group where somebody comes over and is like, hey man, like I need a line of sight check from the EO before we do this or like, I need a rules check. People would be like, oh yeah, we don't know how this works and just like, look at the guy next to you on the other table and be like, hey man. like." Yeah, I pick out tables next to Jason. How oh, the hell does so pinning yell, work? Right? Rules like, questions over Bam. to him. No Jason, what is
3: this ordinance thing?
6: Why do?
5: How do yeah. I do it? Jason, what's line of sight? Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> I don't know what two d six means. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, as far as plugs go, definitely Nova, the biggest plug of yeah. all.
5: Nova, mm-hmm. if you're listening to us right now live, like, go buy some raffle tickets. Go go get some beer. You know, it all goes. And to it's a all for charity. Foundation. Yeah. yeah.
6: I think it's going to Wounded Warriors tonight. I can't say it's a tax write off, but uh, our lawyer isn't here. Right. No one's here. So it's probably not. It's probably not. But
9: but you can tell your
6: wife you thought that when you're here for a drink. Oh,
9: oh,
5: wait. We we have a lawyer here. Our lawyer is here. Oh, we do have a lawyer. Uh, Excuse Uh, me, uh, Mr. Lawyer Man.
2: We are. I object. I object.
6: The witness. So it's apparently not a (laughs) tax write off, but you can tell your wife or. Husband, significant other, parents—that it was, uh, and you just didn't realize it, and that's why you spent three hundred dollars on raffle tickets for a Warlord Titan that went to me because I'm numbers. winning it. Rookie numbers. You pump to be those fair, they didn't
9: text, test me on uh, tax law on the bar, so I I don't know anything about that. Let it be known they're, that no they're, attorney they're knows anything you at the about bar taxes.
1: Right now? <laughs> <laughs>
9: Yeah, so we,
3: uh, um, among the people here that uh, that are with us today, that uh, have never really experienced Nova in all of its glory, like Pat, we also have Brian here, and he doesn't really have any armies with him today,
9: uh, but he's, or, you know, he's just he just came to hang out Not with Doesn't really, fun. he just doesn't. So, <laughs> uh, he's in between armies at the moment, once we now,
3: hold on, figure that out there, but uh What have your what have your impressions been so far, Brian? Uh, I
8: mean, I really love Nova. The camaraderie, the uh, the fun.
3: I like turtles.
8: I like (laughs) turtles. Uh, And uh, no, I mean, uh, event-wise, it's probably one of the most laid-back things I've ever seen. And uh, I'm definitely coming back every year I can. And I am between armies, but next year I'm gonna have an army. Like it's completely raised my uh, hobby. Want and need to make sure I have uh, an army next year. So yeah, if there's
3: anything to to just put some fuel injection straight in your hobby motivation, it's Nova. coming to Nova yeah. and seeing yeah. everybody else's armies. Forge World has
8: taken my money.
5: <laughs> oh yeah, but we also have a uh, Jake here who's so we we just got this new crop of Blood Angel players in the in the 30k group, and so <laughs> Jake is one of the
9: one of the few. So the few, the proud. Are
5: you excited for the new uh, Black Book? The few, the Hell yeah, it's man! Nice, there's a
9: nice. uh, those previews we've seen from Forge World so far look yeah. fantastic. Uh, it seems like Forge World stepped up their game with uh, hiring their painters. Yeah. So those paint jobs look amazing and make me really want to get my hands on them. we going to see Sanguinius by December? From hey man. The, the hope. The hope. The dream. Sanguinius 2025. <laughs> Sanguinius lives. It's also a hammer. Yeah, it's also a hammer. Uh, Legion-specific Leviathan, by the that's, way. That's
5: damn cool. And one of these days, we'll have Dark Angel transfers. Dark Angel
9: transfers.
0: One day. (laughs) Hashtag. We're going to get a 40K
3: line before we get 30K (laughs) line. (laughs) Steven, I want
9: you to hear this. I want you to hear this. So,
2: uh, opening salvo had Vulcan, and Lorgar was opposite. Well, he started in a Spartan. I've never seen a Spartan back up so much. (laughs) Vulcan, like, I deployed him on the ground right no no with a no tactical car? squad we foot slogged all the way we finally caught lorgar in his own deployment zone <laughs> man he j-
6: dude typical lorgar and doesn't Lord that just Gar? have word bearer written all over it just over didn't want to do trash it. legion for trash right. people but um, here's the thing i mean
3: pardon <laughs> but steven like <laughs> last time i was here i walked away with a giant trophy
6: <laughs> but here's yeah, the thing so steven our but, Steven, but you're you literally these legions, like but you hate again. the primarchs so. though. That's the thing. I mean, I, but that's the fun thing, right? Like that's why each legion is different. Yeah, you get you get Jason, players too. that absolutely hate their primarch, or like love their legion because of some weird quirk that yeah. people who haven't read anything about the legion, like uh, in the black books, would there's, know. There's two people. There's people that love their primarch, and those that play 40k. So it's <laughs> <that's, that's> the <laughs> only the two. Man, getting hurtful up here. Yeah, getting hurtful. I mean,
3: like even even like word bearers in the in the fluff. There are some sections of the word bearers who aren't crazy about Morgar. It's true. Um, Erebus, Argos Hall. Man, well. What was you gonna say? But um. So one of the other cool things here about Nova is seeing like all the people that we see like Duncan and other Warhammer community members. Yeah. Um, and Brian, you actually met one of the community members like on the way down the elevator and got I don't know if he as the
6: community members yes, do
9: tell well no
6: but yes. tell
3: do tell
8: uh, so yeah I uh, during the GW preview I had uh, said thank you to all the GW supporters and the Warhammer community for everything do for us and I ended up running into Andy in the uh, elevator going yeah. downstairs.
6: Sorry, sorry, Andy who? Andy the Andy Andy
8: The Andy Andy Warhammer
6: the Andy. Andy.
8: Yeah. Warhammer the Andy. Andy Warhammer Andy. Yeah. yeah. And uh he actually, uh, he said, he, uh, story, he said thank you to me, and um, for saying that uh, shout out because you know a lot of people don't say that and they were getting bombarded with questions. So he actually uh, had me take down his email and uh, send him an email about uh, possibly sending out some free stuff and just saying thank you. And then uh, I got a reply this morning, and they actually want me to write an article um, for Nova or a Bat Rep or a Tactica. And because uh, I love to hear from the community, and um, so after Nova, I'm going to put that together, and uh, for the Richmond 30K community, and uh, hopefully get that sent out there. And I mean, fingers crossed, it might actually get published.
2: I don't know. I'm just skeptical about emails. I this mean, is uh, Andy, Prince of Nigeria. Please <laughs> send <laughs> money.
5: You know what? <laughs> Please <laughs> send <them laughs>
2: Tactica and five thousand dollars. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, Fake it. assets frozen. I have
3: millions of. Yeah, and plastics. it seems to be <laughs> a. It seems to be a thing that everybody's first Nova. Something happens to them like that. Like something that they poisoning. Just never would have <laughs> expected.
6: Like I when Robbie see, met Duncan? Like when
3: Robbie met Duncan and giggled like a little girl. Um, it was and and that was giggle, the most adorable thing. For so people cute. that
6: don't know Robbie, he is a rugged individual who does yeah. MMA on the side. Yeah. Uh, yeah, He's got like one of those victory so just, ropes up the world leaders Robbie do. To see Robbie giggle yeah. like a schoolgirl meeting yeah. Duncan was like a moment I will cherish forever. Yep. <laughs> That's so, just like, this is joy. This is what joy is. So next to
5: Brian's story, I think like my favorite moment so far is walking by the GW booth slash Forge yeah. World booth. Like Wednesday night, and just watching Duncan Rhodes put paint pots in their specific pots—it was this
9: surreal moment of
2: what do you think he was saying? These are going to be so many coats.
6: <laughs> what? You so mean Duncan coats. doesn't have his own trailer? Just, just chilling just in there in the bathrobe? I mean, a, does. He's work, an like, everyman. He's work. an everyman. He stacks his paint one at a time like the rest of us. Have That's you right. guys <laughs> seen like, how Santa's milk is oil this week? like the rest of us? I would not believe it.
3: It's insane. It was even worse than that. When
6: we find Duncan, I'm going to he ask him, hey,
2: how many
3: pots of milk oil have you spilled
2: this year? He's probably going to pull out like some fancy new tech that holds your
6: Gyroscopic. Yeah. No <laughs> <laughs> container. Fun the fact. The paint god spilleth not paint. selling
9: like wash, like shade, little cups you put your shade in keeps you from spilling your shades. No,
3: nope, Spilling it's your a, shade is, is part of the, uh, it's it's part of the experience.
2: It's so a right gimmick. It's a gimmick. It's not is your cutting
9: next? mat until it has a giant or, guess, Agrax yeah. earth shade. Jake, it's right. a gimmick. Splotch is it. it the
2: guy also selling the sham yeah. 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 It's a gimmick.
6: Shamwows yeah. are amazing. It's true. They are. They're pretty great. Also Just because Billy Mays isn't pushing them anymore. I'm Billy Mays, chop baby, clap. Billy maybe not. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. There you go. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, with uh, that being said, we got a drawing at 7, which is in 10 minutes, ten minutes. Ten minutes. for some last few giveaways. But I think we're going to wrap it up here because we got some ukulele band coming in here. Yeah. That'll be cool. Some, got a jam, uh, so get that get jam session. So jam session. background. Remember a treat ambiance. Steven,
2: you gonna so play the harmonica yep. with them. Yep. Yep. So definitely so you're, you're get your drinks cover. in. You
0: got ten minutes. I'm sorry. Right. Oh, good. Get get your drinks in. You got ten minutes till the end of the raffle. Um, go definitely down. Ten o'clock. Get your uh, raffle tickets in for all the awesome stuff that is down there for the charity. And yeah, anything left? Anything else left to say?
5: I think that's it just you know if you're listening to us right now go uh go buy a beer for for charity you know you'll you might get some swag too we got some awesome stuff and uh yeah
9: i mean uh i'd, I'd like to um say a little something so i just did uh the finished up the shadow raids uh yeah. the centurion event run by the uh graying legion guys and i just want to thank them in you know on recording on live you know candid Appreciate what you guys do. It was an awesome event. Had a lot of fun. Uh, Ty did a great job. He uh, always, always brings a smile to everyone's face because he's just a chill dude. So uh, thanks, Grang Legion, for uh, yeah. putting on some sweet events. Yeah. Centurion was a lot of fun. Appreciate it. Thanks, Shout guys. Shout out
5: to all the EOs in, in general. At all, yeah, all the EOs. You guys. all the staff.
9: You're the reason yeah. we keep coming back.
0: All right. Well, that being said, this is the Remembrances Retreat. Robbie, Brian, any last words?
2: Thanks for coming out. Thanks for taking the time to come check us out. And uh, if you're curious about more, just come on down to Heresy Hall. We're there all weekend. And I'll have a big old cooler of Skippy, Skippy uh, tomorrow tomorrow night after the Blam. Yeah, so you will. if you'd like to partake, come on,
8: hang out want to say thank you to all the Nova supporters uh, Richmond 30k and Remembrance Retreat thank you for having me on the show all right we're the Remembrance Retreat
0: 30k podcast everyone have a good night and we'll have a drawing at 7 for some last minute goodies have a good night